let's kick it off. Um, I'm extremely excited to, I mean, this is a live Nightly's Round Table podcast. I'm excited to have you on, Tyron. Um, also, for me as well, seeing your journey, I've, I think I've followed you for, I mean, it's, pu it's pushing, yeah. It's pushing on for three years, I'd say. So I've, yeah. seen, I've seen huge growth. I know that everyone else is aware of you, um, almost need no introduction, but let's, let's just get into it. Just that 20 second overview of really what is and who is Tyron Ash Real Estate? Yeah, I think like, um, first of all, like, um, you know, some tough acts for me to follow there. Um, I think, uh, you know, really good, um, you know, a lot of what, a lot of it resonated with me a lot, actually, obviously, um, you know, the social media talk just then, you know, I could relate to a lot of it. Um, you know, obviously, Mark talking about obviously kind of, you know, the scalability and organization of the business of, of your business, you know, massively resonated with me. He, he lost me at Lamborghini. I wasn't interested <laughs> after that. But, but um, you know, for me, it's Tyrone Ash Real Estate, to be honest, I, I fell into it because I'm someone who's so, so stubborn that I couldn't find the job I was looking for. And I kept going to different companies and I got so pissed off that I had to start it on my own. That's what it literally was. It wasn't like a master plan. I didn't, I, 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 you know, I didn't turn up here with 170 quid in my pocket. I, um, I was doing all right. I had like, you know, I, I was a good agent. Um, I was selling houses. I was earning a living. I was driving a nice Mercedes. You know, I'd earned, you know, I'd got myself to a pretty reasonable level. But of course you, you know, what's a what's a reasonable level that's that that's the thing for me and you know so I started um I basically just I was working for fine and country at the time they're a good good company and um I had some of the happiest years selling property there but social media was the thing that I just I was watching million dollar listing at the time I was really loved that show and uh when I was kind of doing, um, I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to market myself. I'm going to do these property tours. I'm going to engage an audience. I'm going to be Mr. Social Media for, for, for the UK real estate. Well, Finding Country didn't like that very much because, um, you know, they sell by franchise. So you have to operate within a postcode. So that postcode meant that when someone in Chelsea wanted me to sell their house, I had to hand it over to a franchise owner in Chelsea. Well, that's not going to happen. Um, so it just kind of hit an impasse. Then I tried a few other real estate companies who said, yeah, you can do what you want if you want a pink board or a green board. No names mentioned, but we know who they are. You know, they, they let agents run rampant. And um, that was all very good until I got into an office and then even my own clients that I dealt with at multi-million pound levels didn't believe in the brokerages that I was part of because they were just selling low-end stock which is nothing wrong with it if that's what you're into but as we all know that's not what i'm into so um it didn't really work so i kind of had to fall somewhere in the middle and um i i you know come up with tyron ash real estate took me ages to think of the name <laughs> it took me ages um, um and the thing for me was that um you know it it, it just uh, funny enough actually the reason i called it tyron ash real estate is not because it's my name it's well it is but it's, it's because when I was at um, a company, I won't say the name, but it was Keller Williams. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and uh, the, the, the managing director, right, because I wanted to launch um, a little team in Milton Keynes where I, I grew up. 
And I just kind of, you know, I, know, I knew the area, I could put a team there, no problem. And he said, with your criminal conviction, we can't have your name on Milton Keynes boards. So I thought, what better way to stick in than build a national company with my <laughs> name on it? So that was what drove me to do it. But yeah, um, and, and you know, and, and here we are. But do you know what it is? It kind of, um, it, it got to a point where it was like, it started off as an idea. And then what happens is on paper, it all sounds very, very easy. And then what you find is internally for you to scale something, which we're trying to do, which we're doing on a national level now, um, you realize that the internal mechanics of that have to be very, very sharp. They have to be very well oiled. Um, and you, and you, you know, you have to run it efficiently. And, and, and I think the thing for me was, you know, it, it's been a journey, it kind of, it's been a weird journey. Um, and obviously it's attracted a lot of attention, but it should because it's shaking up what I think is, is, is a bullshit industry. You know, it's an industry that bores the living shit out of me. It really does. It, you know, I, I walk up the high street and I kind of see estate agents and they're outside of smoking a fag out the front of the office and, you know, he's in a you know, cheap suit. And I just think, I was on holiday in America and, you know, these fuckers had their faces on billboards selling houses and this guy is like, driving an Astra, and I thought, nothing, no, nothing wrong with an Astra, but I'm just, yeah. you know, how, how's, it, how's it the same industry? How? It, you know, it's ridiculous, but that's just, Brit, Britain's got a way of making everything shit, you know? <laughs> and so, for me, um, for me, it, you know, I just had to be the person that had to change that, you know? Uh, if I'm getting up and I'm going to sell houses every day, I've got to enjoy it. And then the people who are involved in our business, they've got to enjoy it. They've got to have a bit of fun with it. They've got to market themselves. They've got to, they've got to get themselves out there. I don't want to sit there and go, oh, I've got to go into work today. I've got to, I've got to sell houses. I've got to make a, this many phone calls before lunchtime. And if I book enough mortgage appointments, then I'm going to get a few hundred quid. Like, the fuck's that shit? It's shit. You know, it's rubbish. Do, do you know, so. there's, I don't know if anyone else relates to this. So I want to, I want to dive onto a couple of things that you said. Yeah. Uh, most recently, I've just dealt with an individual who runs a company of around about 150 million. And when he first started that company, like you with the name, uh, a lady who was working within that company, who was, a, who was a director at the time, said there is no way you can scale, grow or run this business. <laughs> and then years Positive. later, he turned it over to 150 million. Yeah. So, and he said it was always what she said that I could yeah. do. And the other thing is as well, is what I like what you've done is you do show a lot of actually who you are mm. and Tyron sort of behind, behind the business. You know, you're not always in the suit, you're in the gym. And I like yeah. this whole... I think the industry, like you say, if you walk past an estate agent, it's everyone's very prim, proper. I just don't get it. And like, it's and it sounds cool, isn't it? I, I think I think the thing is is that I don't know. It's not to sound like cliche with things, but I just I, I right. My biggest thing is I don't I don't take life that seriously. I think that's actually what it is. Like you know, I always think to myself, if I go broke tomorrow, I don't give a shit because I could I could literally knock doors and sell houses and turn a million pound on my own. Like it's not. It's not hard, you know, you just have to focus on something and do it and not, not take it that seriously. And I think that like, you know, I've, I've seen people get into punch ups over like 300 quid commission. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just crazy. Like, so we have a very like um, distinct culture within the business that our battle is not with each other. We don't carve each other up. We don't turn each other over for a grand here and a grand there. Our battle is with the industry, our battle is with a state agency, our battle is 
the the other agents the fact that the industry is is 40 50 years behind other countries that's the battle the battle is not are we did he knocked the door that i was gonna list or whatever some bullshit you know there's there's, there's thousands millions of doors to go and speak to like uh, homeowners to speak to and, and and houses to sell and i think that's the thing is that when you have an abundance mentality i believe that money will come to me i believe that success will come to me i don't stress myself out about it i get up in the morning and i just do it i don't get up, there's no option i don't sit there and say like oh maybe i'll work today i get on the fucking phone and i make something happen because i, I do it on the gym i do it on the treadmill i do it wherever i just it's but but the reason i do it is not because i'm working in telesales and that's what they're telling me what to do i do it because it's, it's ingrained in my personality now i was on holiday for seven days and by day five i needed to do something because that's just who i am i'm not here you know what, what the fuck do i need a holiday for like you know it's i'm not i'm not old i'm healthy you know it was yeah, some holidays okay but like you know it, you know it's just it's it's in you isn't it yeah you gotta but you gotta you don't always need a magnet like do you know what i've been to many sales events i've been to many you know of these kind of things i've been to tony robbins i've been to grant i've been to everything do you know what there's a lot that resonates with a lot of what you've got to do but you don't all need a rags to riches story there are some people who've had a good upbringing do you know what there's people who've got trust funds bigger than businesses that we could build but you know what? they don't have any any significance or validation because they've never worked for the money that's just as painful as someone who hasn't got shit. Do you know what I mean? Because you, you're living off daddy's trust fund. So it's like, I've had arguments with people on LinkedIn and you know, they, 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 they'll wind up and you can see their trust fund babies. And I'll, just wind, and I'll just wind them up and say, you're just annoyed because daddy hasn't sent you money this month and blah, blah, blah. And I just wind them up and it's because I know it hurts them. You know, I can do this all day. Like, you know, I could do it all day because like, I don't get offended. So, you know, it, it's just about the fact that you've got to want to do something. You've got to, you know, you've got to ask yourself, why, why are you doing it? Why am I doing this? I could go and list and sell houses. I could go and make money. I can go and get what I need to do. It become, you know, it's good for a while. But then the thing for me was that like, why can't I, if I know all this, if it's all in my head and I, I know the process from how to prospect, how to get somebody who's got a three million pound house that's been on for six months to understand very quickly that I'm the solution to their problem and they need to list with me and then they're going to pay me two thousand pound up front for marketing they're going to pay me two and a half percent when the other agent charges one percent and then they're going to run, let me run an open house sole agency and I'm going to get the house sold and then we're going to do it in a record time when I explain that strategy to someone who has been on the market for 12 months that is me explaining a solution to a problem when i'm going in and i'm saying i'm going to do the same as the wally before with the same shit pictures at the same price and i'm going to try and undercut you on the fee what the fuck's the point in that process there's no just stay with this first shit agent and stay on for another six months like it's you know with anything you do with any business if you're not adding a solution then you haven't got a business because the solution's not there. People aren't going to see the value in it. It's like, I love getting sold to. I, I love, love, love getting sold to. It's, it's, it's actually, I'm dangerous when I walk into a shop because I try not to make eye contact with the, <laughs> but I sort of look at them like, you know, and I'm like, oh, I bet this Gucci shirt will look good on me, wouldn't it? And, uh, and you know, when they come over and they're just like, oh, you know, 
this will look good in my eye. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Like, you know, and, and you listen to them and then yeah. they, t they sell you the benefit of, and you, we've all been there where you kind of walk in for something and then you walk out and you've spent double or triple. And it's because you, everyone enjoys the process of being sold to, but there's a connotation in Britain for me, there's, a, there's an interpretation of selling that's negative. So when I think Mark was saying about, oh, companies that have sales forces and all this, in Britain, it's ingrained in us that it's, you shouldn't have to ask for the business. You shouldn't, you know, it, it should all be done under the table. Oh, it's, it's a 10 million pound deal. Let's do it off. If I hear one more person say off fucking market about a property, <laughs> what a load of shit that is. What a load of rubbish. Like, unless you're selling to the Prince of Saudi Arabia or someone else, like get it on the market, get it everywhere and make sure that, because I'm telling you, we sold a seven million pound apartment through a TikTok video. £140,000 fee. You tell me that that is not, that exposure doesn't bring you money. I wouldn't have got that if I'd have tried to sell it off market through LinkedIn. Get a fucking grip. I don't know one person who's done one of those sales. It's ridiculous. I know you've all been involved in them. Like, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. So, like, what I'm saying is, you, you, you know, you've got to, like, but you go to America, you go to Australia, it's, selling is ingrained in them. You should be sold to. You walk into a shop, they're trying to sell you the perfume. They're trying to sell you the product. It's a good process. So you kind of have to, with, with our sort of culture in the business, you, you've got to love to sell that solution because that solution is going to help them. But it's your job as in any business to explain that solution extremely clearly so they understand that it's not you selling to them in a negative way, it's you getting them to the end destination. So the end destination is, for us, is they sell their luxury home for maximum value. And if I just go from point A, which is, hi, how are you doing, to point Z, which is, give me my commission, there's a bit of a problem. But if I explain through each process that there needs to be an investment from them here, there's a fee that they pay there, and in return for that investment and that process, I, as the expert, will get them the end result, then that is the solution I'm selling and that's when they trust you to do business. There's a reason we're growing at the rate we're going. It's not because I'm good on social media. That got me the attention. If I was good on social media and got loads of the attention while I was shit at selling houses, we wouldn't be sat here. Because when Channel 4 come knocking for the show and they ask to see our books, they go, yeah, we've got 300 listings and no sales. You know, that's, it's, it, you've got to have the substance to do that, if that makes sense. And that's got to carry out with every business that you do. I want to touch on something to open. We, we spoke about this briefly on the phone is, um, is like high commissions. So a lot of people don't almost, I think they don't believe it because they don't know they've not felt it and they're not touched it. But something that me and Tyron talked about was high commissions. And there really is, the realism and the reality behind earning some serious big money that you, you know, someone would go and work a full-time job, but if you've got high paying clients, you have high paying, paying clients, I have high paying clients, and you can seriously, if you, if you build your network up, and that's why we put on events like this, like you said you wanted to stand out from the crowd, we didn't want to be, I said it to someone earlier, we don't want to be curtains and carpets at an event. We want to put on events like this where people go, oh, actually I could do it. And, if you can build a network, like meet people and be open to opportunities and you can, you can meet people who are turning over 
14, 15, 30, 50, 60 million and you can work with them, your earning power is a portion of that money. And like you say, you're charging 2%. I charge 2% for a family office and a family office will buy a building for four or five million. That, you do the math. That's gross. You've got to take off your taxes or your, your, you know, your circumstances. But like, it's reality. If you build a big net, if you're surrounded by 10 people who have 10,000 pounds to invest, you can earn a small portion. If you have 10 people around you that are, that are 10 million in the bank, liquid cash rich, you can earn a portion of like 100 million. It's as simple as that. I think, I think it, it kind of boils a lot down to sort of, um, for me, it, it wasn't like, again, some of these like relationships, some of this kind of networking side of things, I sort of fell into because it just naturally, I, like I sniffed it out through just trying to get ahead. And then it was like, okay, well, I keep trying to sell 200 grand houses and they keep trying to knock me down to 2000 pound to sell the house. And that means that if I'm taking 50 or 40%, that means I earn 800 quid. So I was like, the maths just weren't adding up. And I'm like, well, if we sell a 2 million pound house and we charge them 50 or 60,000 pounds, that means that we're earning 30,000 pounds net commission for selling one house. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize which one you should become a fucking expert at. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's economics, but people are afraid of, people are afraid of asking for money. That's, I'll come right out and say it. People are afraid of asking for money. There is no comfort and there's no pride in poverty. There's no pride in asking for the, for the lower amount. There's no pride in it. You haven't done yourself or anyone else any favors. But also, you can't go and just ask people for a load of money if you haven't got something to offer which me that but then that 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 re that 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 re um reverses back into the self-development and mastery route so i'm a big believer that don't try and be a jack of all trades that's the other thing do you know the one problem with with some of these um property networking events i'm sorry but i have to say it is that unfortunately some people have been on one too many courses and they don't pick their field so what they'll do is they'll be like, right, today I'm doing rent to rent, then I'm doing buy to let, then I'm going to be a real estate agent, then I'll be an estate agent, then I'm going to do land investment. And then what happens is you end up running around like a blue ass fly, trying to package deals and do rent to rents. And before you know it, you've got no further forward than when you started. What you need to do is pick what you want to be good at and then be the best at it. Because when you are a master at something, that is when you earn big money because you don't pay people big money who are okay at things. You pay an expert for their expertise. So when I charge someone two and a half percent, which is 150% more than an average estate agent, I don't just go in there balls to the wall and give it a Tyrone Ash chat. I go in there and there's actually a structured process of you know, a, a structured process of how it's going to deliver the best result for them. And actually that extra 20, 30,000 pound they have to pay us in a fee, they get another 10, 15% more on the price they get anyway. Because as they say in this world, you get what you pay for. You know, if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. And if you keep trying to be a jack of all trades, you're gonna forever be a monkey of one of those trades. If you become an expert in something, then eventually one day when you swing the bat, you're going to fucking knock the ball out the park because you're really, really good at it. There's, you know, you don't see Cristiano Ronaldo suddenly going, oh, I might try basketball today. 
It doesn't happen. He just constantly does what he's, he's, he's good at and becomes the best at it. Well, if it works in sports, if every single person we've ever idolised in any field, think about it. Was it Thomas Edison that invented the light? Yeah. Light yeah. bulb? Yeah. We didn't think, oh, I'll try central heating today. <laughs> he was like, you know, he carried on with the light. He carried on. Like, we said it in one of our training sessions. Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, right, who's obviously one of the most successful basketball players of all time, actually holds the record in the NBA for the most missed shots in the NBA ever. The most missed, which means he would have tried more times than anyone, plus would have then hit all the shots he hit to set the records and do what he did to get to where he, he'd, he'd gone. Now, if he kept missing those shots, and then just thought, oh, I'll give baseball a, a go tomorrow. You know, he, we would never have heard of him. You lose credibility as well. Like, yeah. you massively lose. One thing I would say, I, I had a chat with someone. I think I actually spoke to someone in the room about it. They asked my opinion on it, is that if you flitter and change things, like what I would say, don't talk to people about deals. Like if you're a deal sourcer or anything, and I mean, it's not a property event anyway, but if you, if you are doing deals, don't tell people about your deals because there's nothing more embarrassing and, and to lose credibility to turn around three months later and be like, oh, how did those deals go? And they go, oh yeah, none of them went through. Because if you, if you talk about it, you almost bring bad karma. And then if you're pitching a business to anyone, when, when people approach me and they say, I need to raise X amount of money, I'm going to pitch a business, and I say, right, sit in front of this person, and they're like, oh, but I've got another business that I'm going to talk about as well. I'm like, no, 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 don't talk about the other business, because if you're raising money, you raise money for, like Tyrone's just said, that business. If they get whiff that you're thinking about something else, they're going to think, well, hang on a minute, you're not solely committed about that one thing. Like, I went into investments. I became the best. I'm covered in tattoos. You've you, you got a fair few. Couple got, of bad I'm, ones. You're, you're bigger than me, but I've got more. Oh, yeah. I've got more tattoos. One says, only God can judge me. So. <laughs> hey, I've got that one as well. We all started but, somewhere. But, I knew you had that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's, that's the truth is that I, I started off um, wearing like turtlenecks. Like, I used to cover up my, my uh, neck tattoo. And I used to cover up as many as I could. And then when I realized that actually being myself and offering a really high standard, like I turn, I turn, you know, I turn things around quick when it comes to uh, large amounts of money. And that oversees my tattoos. And you've probably had the same with your, prof your infrastructure, the professionalism, the turnaround. The so you have to be, I'm just seconding yeah, everything you've said. It was a prison conviction for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that, hey, was all the, got that was the little elephant in the room. <laughs> Yeah. But, it's, but, but, yeah. but that's your story though, isn't it? Like it's, it adds to the whole where you, know you what, are do now. Do you know what though? Like it, it, was, it was one of those things where um, I, I remembered like when I kind of, um, when I kind of like realized, okay, I'm going to get back into property and start selling. I remembered getting this job with Fine and Country and I always just remembered, I was dreading this day. I was like, they're going to call me about this. They're going to, they're going to check me out and they're going to find out. So all I thought to myself was, I'm going to, by the time, it'll take them a few months. And I was like, by the time they find out and all the paperwork gets done and head office, like start calling and I keep ignoring their calls is, um, I'm going to just get so many deals done that by the time they think, oh, we've got to get rid of him. I'll have brought so much money in that they can't sack me. And, um, uh, you know, it was, I, I gave it a good go, but it was, you know, but that was always my, my kind of, but it, but it was my route, but it wasn't, it wasn't like something where it was, um, 
it was like a sob story and, and all of that sort of stuff. I, you know, they didn't even need to put me through prison. I'd learnt my lesson the day in court. I was just like, oh, I, I don't need to do prison sentence. Honestly, it's not going to happen again. That's all it was like. <laughs> I genuinely, I was like, honestly, this doesn't need to happen. Don't give it to me. Trust me, you're not going to hear from me again. Like, honestly, just let me Under go. Under this name. <laughs> no one will hear of this again, I promise. But, you know, it was... But it, it, it really kind of... Um, you know, it really made you realise that, um, you know, you've got to place more value on, on first of all, what you do every day and also, you, you, you know, your value in yourself. Because if you think it's OK to... But, but another thing, if you, if you think it's OK to work a nine to five job and then just think, I'm going to also try and do this little business on the side. I mean, I get loads of stick for this post I put up on TikTok and it was literally about saying it was a bit strong, but it was like, oh, um, if you work a nine to five job, you're basically selling your soul. Okay, it's pretty strong. But what my point is, is that like, you don't need to pay yourself off with one or two grand a month if you've got a serious plan of what you're trying to do. If you've got a serious plan of what you're trying to do, then you've got to eat shit for at least six months to a year. You've got to eat shit. You've got to, you've got to literally, I remember when I'd made decisions on my own career, you know, and I've been offered jobs. I got offered a national director position, 100 grand basic salary, OT of 180, and I turned it down to be self-employed with no prospects whatsoever. And I was eating baked beans and, a, and, a, and a, a, a loaf of bread, and I used to divide it up until the thing went off. And that's what I was eating for like months and months because I just knew that when my time come and it hit, I was ready. And that's what I was preparing myself for. And there's a saying that I've always lived by, and it's that, Poor people get paid on their time, rich people get paid on their results. If your actions are not working towards the result you're trying to get, then you are wasting your fucking time. And if you're trying to work a full-time job and to build a business, let me tell you something, there's not enough hours in the day. There is not enough hours in the day and you're gonna fail because you haven't made sacrifices. And sacrifices are where the money is. I promise you, sacrifices are where the money is. If you think you can work your nine to five job, go to the pub Friday and Saturday night, because I know we all do, and still go, oh, but my business is gonna hit because I'm doing a few hours on social media and I'm pumping out a few little ads and all this stuff. You are fucking, it's not gonna happen. I promise you it's not gonna happen. You gotta make sacrifices where when everyone else is having a good time, you're at home working on your business. When everyone else is out for dinner, you're eating beans on toast. I'm telling you, you've got to do it. And then, and only then, will you understand that it's the extra hours you put in, it's the extra connections you make, it's the momentum you create. Because I'm telling you now, there's a thing with momentum and I've become slowly more and more obsessed with it. And the momentum is in your actions from the minute you get up in the morning. So, and I've taken actions with myself, you know, we make jokes, okay, you know, I've put on a bit of muscle and stuff, but like the, the thing is, is that these are actions I took on myself because I was getting, I was getting out of shape. I was getting unhealthy. You know, I was, I was, I was getting a business growing, but I, I felt unhealthy and I thought, well, what good's it, you know, me building a, a nice business and have a heart attack in two, three, two, three years. There's no point to that, is there? So these are all standards I hold for myself. You've got to hold high standards for yourself. And that means your health, that means your fitness, that means your work rate, that means your organization. Suddenly when you analyze what you wanna, if you wanna be an entrepreneur, if you wanna build a business, you've gotta do everything. And the, you know, if you, it, the day that you'll start earning millions of pounds, 
you'll realise actually when everyone else was out partying, when everyone else was doing all the fun stuff, that's the stuff you sacrifice. So when people say, oh, how did he or she do that? It's because you made the sacrifices then to get the result later on. And, and I just don't think people understand it enough. There's a, I mean, what I'm saying to you now is pretty much the, the pep talk that I give people who join the business because I just don't think people understand entrepreneurship. I think people have watched too many social media videos, they've watched too many YouTubes, and they all think they can be a fucking entrepreneur. And you, unless you're willing to commit on a level that is far greater than what someone in a nine to five will do. And bearing in mind, these people are already committing to 10 hours a day just so you know. So they're committing at 10 hours a day for someone to crack the whip behind them and you're not even committing to your own business more hours than that, then actually puts you behind someone at a nine to five. That's how I view things. But that's just my, my attitude to it. I think so many things there, like with health, I'm big into the health. I, th I think when you look at the majority of people who are in like really good shape and in business, I just think statistically they do better. I just think because you're just all round in good shape, mental, physical. I just think that puts you in an advantage. I remember asking you, I think it was just about three years ago. Do you remember when I, I said to you, how, how are you growing so quick? And you said to me, video, mate. Yes. Do you remember a long yeah. time ago? Yeah. I remember speaking and, and you said, just get on video. And what I would say, I know that people are, some people who are in my groups and stuff like that, or you know, people that I talk to, people are really nervous and we are going to a video day and age and that's a way to talk about your business, get out there. Well, funny enough, we were just on the way up here um, and, uh, and, and Chloe showed me a video. She said, when you go on Instagram, I, I hope it's all correct now, but if you, go on, if you go, go on someone's profile on Instagram now, you know how it used to land you on the tile page, which is their pictures? Their landing page on their profile now is the real page. So when you when you think about that, an Instagram has publicly said it's becoming a video platform. So whether or not you like doing videos or not is absolutely categorically irrelevant to the process. Because funny enough, like with anything, just like when you know endurance athletes jump into a bucket of ice water or whether you have to get a video camera out or ca sorry a camera phone out to talk into the camera and tell people what you're doing whether you have to do a house tour and tell them about this five bed detached house you're selling nobody gets up and wants to do that like nothing in this world you get by doing things you want to do if everyone did what they wanted to do then we'd all just be these massive balls of fat sat in front of the telly watching series after series gorging on fast food. That's all we'd be doing if we did what we wanted to do. So stop worrying about what you want because honestly, and I'm just, I'm not trying to sound like super controversial with this, but honestly, no one actually gives a shit what you want. Like they don't, they don't care. No one cares about you or your feelings or whether you, you're hurt by something no one cares the only thing that matters is your your end result because that's what you get judged on your end result no one wants to hear your story no one wants to hear oh yeah i was gonna do a video i was gonna launch a business i was gonna the, the minute someone you can even hear the tone of when i'm talking when someone starts talking to me that i've switched off i'm done i'm not interested i'm not interested in what you were gonna do i don't care i don't care Stop talking to me. Security. Do you know what? Do you know, good, good, good example. Good example is that you've got 
like LinkedIn, Pete, I know, so LinkedIn, in summary, is boring, it's not aesthetically pleasing, there's nothing really, there's nothing great about LinkedIn, but what I would say is, if you start pumping out videos, uh, Paul, I know that you've had a lot of traction now through being on video. Me and Paul have had a huge amount of people reach out on LinkedIn recently just for the sheer amount of videos that we're pumping out on there. But a case study, I literally put out a video, and bearing in mind, I'm showing a lot more tattoos now, but LinkedIn, that there is millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds and you can earn an absolute fortune on, I think you've earned the most money on LinkedIn, I've earned the most money on LinkedIn, not Instagram, um, not the other ones. But I got approached by a guy who was turning over 17.6 million, saw one of my videos. I think it might have even been a bit of a, a bit of a strange video. It wasn't even like a serious video, you know, a tattoo showing. And he was literally like, I need to spend a hundred grand. Hmm. On tattoos? On tattoos, <laughs> yeah. Well, I earn commissions, yeah. so I don't know. But, but the point is, the point is, no, the yeah. brilliant thing about LinkedIn is if you are pumping out videos, uh, James, Ramsey's doing a doing a great job. He's in my group, like just pumping out LinkedIn content all the time. And you do, you get traction and going on video, like you said, you don't talk about it. Just start putting out the videos and start actually getting your message out there. I think I think the thing is you gotta again, it's like there's there's a there's a massive association with business and personal brand. For example, here's where people get put off by doing videos. I can tell you the easiest way. Some people do pluck up the courage to do it, and then the videos are shit. And the problem is with this, is that what happens is they, they conjure up the courage to do videos, and then they play it so ridiculously safe that you were better off not doing the video in the first place. Unfortunately, that's the reality. So, you know, and it does happen. You know, uh, do you know the ones I hate? I'll tell you the ones I hate, right? When an estate agent, right? These, these are the best ones. When an estate agent, goes to an area, it's like a really boring high street, goes to an area and then starts talking about the restaurants and the pubs in the high <laughs> Fuck off, like that is so boring. No one is going to move to that area because of that video. What people are looking for is personal brand. Personal brand means you have got to be the direct connector between your audience and your product. It's like when you think of like when Virgin Trains and Virgin Atlantic, you thought Richard Branson. When you think of Tesla, you think of Elon Musk. There's personal brands going on all around you because these people are posting on Twitter. These are, these are running multi-million million dollar com companies. What I'm saying is that you've got to make it engaging. You've got to make it engaging. You've got to make it interesting. I get traction just going on a 30 second rant because People just want to hear what I've got to say and then they direct, then what they do is they reverse engineer the research back to Tyron Ash Real Estate. I think, oh, fucking hell, this mouthy bastard, he runs a real estate company. Oh, let me, oh, I want to join him now. You know, that's how it works. It's, you know, you just, it, 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 it's, it's, that's how it works. It's not, it's not rocket science. Your personality, because I think the, the, the lady who's doing the social media thing before, she said about you are the most important thing. Yeah, you are. But don't be fucking boring. You've got a personality, like get it out there. I bet when you're down the pub with your mates, I bet you're fucking cracking jokes and everything, aren't you? And then as soon as you're in a video, you wither into a little ball of patheticness. And it's like, you know, you, 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 can't, be, you can't be that guy in the pub and then you, you, just, you just fucking embarrassment in front of a camera. Get your personality out there. Let people hear it because 
it's not, you know, the, the, the currency now, I remember watching um, an audio bit by Ga Gary Vaynerchuk ages ago. And like, I'm talking about social media was, was, just, um, was just hitting. And he said the currency now is attention. The currency is attention. That is absolutely categorically true. Um, and that means that by getting attention, it's like there's cheap attention and then there's, 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 there's good attention, there's cheap attention. Good attention takes longer to get. You know, if a girl posts pictures in her underwear, she's gonna get a million likes. That's just the way the world works. If a really skilled real estate agent post pictures in their underwear, they might, but I don't know, but like, <laughs> but like <laughs> no ideas, Chloe, but like, but like, if, uh, but like, if a really skilled real estate agent is getting their, their, their brand out there and they're trying to do that, unfortunately that doesn't happen as fast. That happens with a, a bit more um, process. And it doesn't mean, when you say process and you've got to do it, don't, I don't mean make it boring. What, uh, what was said earlier was that don't make your house look like, sorry, your page look like a right move page full of houses or if you do a different business, if you do like, I don't know, rent to rent, you can still make it really fucking boring. There's a reason that people like Samuel Leeds have exploded. And let me tell you something, it's not because of his business. I can tell you that it's not because of his business. It's because the guy, he, he explodes onto the camera with something a bit controversial and makes people think of blah, blah, blah. And that theory goes with everything. It's like Tate, who's everywhere on TikTok now. That guy is the most controversial man I've ever seen. You know, it, it is crazy. He makes me look like a substitute teacher. <laughs> and, and it's like, and the thing is, is that, but that is because he gets attention. Then what happens is he talks about toxic masculinity and blah, 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 and bam, bam, bang, and then he upsells you Hustlers University. Yeah. Job done. And it's like, well, then those two things aren't linked, but he's got your attention, so the currency is attention. So what I'm saying is, when you're doing content, what is your personality? Who is it? <laughs> like, get that personality out. Be interesting. Don't be boring. And I don't care if people go, oh, you know, everyone's interesting. No, everyone's not interesting. Most people are not interesting. Do you know why? Because they play it safe. They are probably, you know, I can tell you now, imagine like you ever watch like Gogglebox, right? I'm not saying I watch it a lot, but that show where everyone cracks jokes at home and they look at this guy, look at that guy, look what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. I bet everyone's like that at home. Everyone is. And as soon as they get out in a public place and stick a camera in their face, they wilt. And what I'm saying is you've got to make yourself notice. You're competing for the first few seconds of attention. Otherwise they scroll, otherwise they go. And that means when you're getting yourself out there on social media, you've got to be brave. You've got to get out there. I think one of our agents jumped into a swimming pool, wouldn't go on about it, it stopped go wouldn't stop going on about it for months and months. It wasn't that impressive. But, you know, <laughs> that was his thing. He wanted to do something different. And I'm saying that you've got to, you've got to, Put yourself out your comfort zone. Nothing gets achieved in your comfort zone. Nothing. No. Nothing. And it's delayed gratification, isn't it? One thing I find that people often say is that, I mean, we've all felt it. I don't know if anyone else has felt it, but you know, like when you're posting and stuff like that and you're doing all these videos, you're doing all this work and you think, you don't get like a... Oh, I don't, don't, get, I don't look pretty enough in that photo. Yeah, I don't, people don't like back. me, bro. Shut up. Like, do it. Just, <laughs> just get it out there. Like, you know, it's this... 
it's consistent as well, isn't it? Like you've got to be so consistent <laughs> with it all the time. And, and Do you know, I, the, the problem is though, that, that links a lot with, believe it or not, social media can actually be a direct representation of your attitude to business. I can tell you now, you can actually see the direct links very, very quickly. The, the people who want paying, I turned up at nine, I finished at five, hand out, where's my money? Those people, I did a post on social media, I only got 10 likes, it doesn't work. I bet they're the same people, I can promise you now. They are exactly the same people. Do you like social media? No, no, I hate it, I don't go on it. All right, do you get paid weekly? Yeah, I thought you did, okay. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're the same, I, I promise you they're the same. And then the people who are running a business, they don't care if they only got 10 likes first. They don't care if they, they're doing a YouTube channel and their business depends on it, but their first video only got 300 likes. They don't care because they're, they're more interested in their 30th video in two years time. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. It's, social media is a direct representation of your entrepreneurial mindset. If you do not apply those things to your social media, then How's your, how's your business gonna, if you give up that easy on social media, you can't even throw yourself out your comfort zone on a device that's sitting in your fucking pocket, then how are you going to run a multi-million pound business? How? If you can't even run your Instagram account. It's a bit like that saying of if you don't make your bed in the morning, I think it's the modern day version. Early you can't run your social media accounts, how can you run a business? That's like the whole motivation thing. Like, I think, is motivation even really a thing or is it actually just routine and discipline and whether you like doing it or not, you just, you get it every day. I mean, I can, you saying about people like going out on a Friday night, like I'll often do my Friday cardio. And I, I thought you were going to say drink it then. <laughs> no, and I can see people like walking along yeah, the yeah. seafront and like heading into town. And I think I'm in here running, doing my cardio in the evening, but I always kind of remind myself it's because I know exactly where I want to be in five, 10 years. And it's just having that like clarity and reminding yourself yeah, what it's all for. I think there's, um, there's, a, there's a certain power that, gets, um, that, get, that grows um, with discipline. Um, you know, discipline is something that it reinforces some, some internal wiring in our, in, our, in our system. I believe that when we give in to to easy things when we give in to and listen I, look i had a couple of glasses of champagne tonight like I, I don't you know i'm not sitting here saying don't be human you're not robots but pick your time when you do it and earn it so it should be 80 percent work 20 percent play like book your holiday book it in eight weeks time so you know it's coming in eight weeks and then you know that's your little finish line you've set yourself and between then and eight weeks, if you're not walking, if you, when you've packed your bags, you should feel like you are absolutely like categorical, like you need the holiday. You've worked so hard. Get me on that fucking plane. I need a few days to think. That's how it should feel. You shouldn't have been having a holiday in your living room. Like, you know, that's not how you should be. You should be working your bollocks off to get to where you need to be. And then when the plane's ready to go, you've earned it. That's how it should be. You should be earning everything. Even things like, I've got a thing with breakfast, like eating breakfast in the morning. I won't eat it because I feel like it's lazy. I need to earn my breakfast. I need to go to the gym. I need to do my exercise. I need to train for a couple of hours. I need to get back and I need to be thinking, God, I feel fucked. Get me my protein shake and my oats and all that sort of stuff. That's how I feel. I need to earn it. I need to feel like 
that is how that is what everything I do I need to earn basically that's how that's how I feel that's my mentality that's why I take into everything whatever I do whatever I reward myself with I earn it you know I earn it that's that, that's I think a, a good recipe for success that's exactly the way that I, I won't go and buy something materialistic unless I feel I can justify that I've mm. I've put the work in to earn it as we as we come to a close I mean it's been awesome what would be I mean I'm amazed we've got some people who have actually um traveled here that are late teens that have traveled like four hours wow. in the car so i mean there's Phenomenal. people that have come from all over which is which is amazing uh what would be as we come to a close what would be your top tip for anyone in here thinking right i'm gonna go smash the industry or whatever i want to do or i'm gonna do it i'm gonna pick up the phone i'm gonna start a video what would be your top tip just to go out and like we were saying just doing it sacrifice is is the biggest thing you've got to you've got to address straight away once you've decided what you want to do and you've picked your route your next move is what are you going to sacrifice to make that work so it's all very well saying i want to be a million pound luxury real estate agent or i want to you know build a property development business what are the sacrifices you have to make in your life now for that to work so that might be going out the weekends that might be expensive dinners that might be the fact that you're hanging around with fucking morons and you need to cut them out of your life really really quick because i'm telling you now if you think it's an achievement and I, and i tell you what the people you hang around with is the biggest sacrifice you should be looking at first of all because i tell you now they cost you your career they will cost you your career and if you are one of the best sayings I ever heard, just to finish on, was if you hang around with four dickheads, you'll become the fifth dickhead. <laughs> and, and that is genuinely the best advice I can give you. Cut the shit, concentrate on what you need to do, sacrifice everything that is negative. If that's a relationship, friendships, fast food, not exercising, whatever it might be that's costing you that route and not you know a, a nine to five job that's five days a week fucking quit it and get a part-time job in amazon or something like that to, <laughs> to <laughs> get a part-time job at nights whatever it is whatever it is to facilitate that then you will win if you're not making sacrifices you will not be able to get to your end goal and you've got to look at everything around you and i promise you the things that you need to address they are going to be staring you right in the face they're going to be so close to you i'm talking even as close as family even as close as family i'm not saying cut off family but i am saying if there are family members that are close to you that are giving you these little bits in your ear oh, you know, that's a bit risky. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, I don't think that's going to work. I had it for my own dad, and my own dad was relatively successful. So imagine growing up. Here's one of the hardest decisions, sorry, but here's one of the hardest decisions I've ever made, was I grew up looking up to my dad a lot, and I still do. He's, you know, he's achieved, he's achieved well and invested in property, but he's, he's a, like a buy-to-let investor. He's built his portfolio, and that's how he believes you should do it. You should incrementally grow your portfolio, and then you have wealth when you're like 50, 60 years old cool no problem that works for a lot of people and i've got nothing against that that doesn't work for my personality very well i want a million pound and i want it yesterday that's how it works <laughs> so 
you know, and I'm like looking at his chart and I'm like, I can't see my Lamborghini anywhere in this. <laughs> so like, I don't think I'm gonna want a Lamborghini at 60, but, um, but w what I had to do was reduce my communication with him. It wasn't cut off my dad and be a complete arsehole. It was don't talk to my dad about everything I'm doing. Just talk to him about the, the right things, about family, you know, he's my dad and I respect him and love him, but he's not my business advisor. My advisor for business was people that have done what I want to do in the industry I want to do. And whether that was digitally and I was getting it through the internet or, or, or podcasts or audio books or whatever it might have been, they were consuming my brain. I wasn't looking for validation. And lastly, stop looking for validation. Validation is the biggest killer of business and dreams. You know, you look for validation. I've had this idea, what do you think? Well, if it's a good idea, go and do it. You don't need validation of people. Go and do it and put the plan in place. People who have not done what you want to do, you can't get um, validation for, uh, of, of an idea for, you can't. So make the sacrifices, pick your route, Stop looking for validation and just execute it as if your life fucking depends on it because that's the other thing. People don't go hard enough. You've got to execute like your life depends on it. If you do that, you're going to give yourself, it's probability, isn't it? You just got to give yourself the best chance of succeeding and who knows you're going to hit. You, you know, you'll hit. Mate, awesome. I mean, cool. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love that. It's one of the rare ones where I don't really, I don't really need to say anything. So, it's going to be a good one. All right. Awesome. Cool. Um, what is it? Oh, we'll do that in a minute. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, thank you so much, mate. I, I, always take, I always take a lot from being able to sit here and, and, and listen and learn. And it's nice for me because although sometimes I ask the questions, it's nice to not only, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the things you were saying are, are really aligned with what I do, but also there are huge learning points. I just hope that people really took that on board and actually go and apply it because there's nothing worse if people leave here and like you've, you've seen it, I've seen it, people that I talk to, you know, you tell them the information that they're asking for and then six months later, they're still not done. What, what could have been so easy? So yeah, yeah I, th I think, I think just, ju just to sort of finish on as well is that like, you know, even when I, we're running like, you know, open masterclass sessions in the business about how to be better at real estate, how to do better at real estate. It's all a great chat while we're doing it. But if you don't go away and implement it, it's an absolute waste of time. Now, I'm not saying you have to come up with a master plan, but the first point I would say with anything is whatever you're trying to achieve, go into your next day and just organize your day. Now, I know there's some experienced people in here who are already doing that, but I'm talking about the ones that maybe aren't, the people who are younger, the people who are looking for advice. Organization is where you're gonna find the answers for what you need to do. You need to time block your day, you need to allocate the first few hours of your working day to what you need to do. You need to allocate the result to that time block. And if you do that in sections of your day, which are all geared towards the career or the route that you're trying to do, you'll, over the course of a week, over the course of a month, over the course of a quarter or a year, you will, you will hit. If you've got no organization and discipline, then you can't hit. It's as simple as that. So yeah, that's, that's definitely awesome. what I'll be in. Thanks so much, dude.